following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5 and 105.1 if you're tuned in to us down south. Welcome to this evening's Parenting Hour live show. Uh, live to you again, alhamdulillah, which is brilliant to be, to be live. And we hope that you will ring in and interact with us this evening, inshallah, as I have a two of my very special guests with you, two wonderful colleagues, mashallah, um, mentors and people that I look up to, mashallah, that really have helped me in, in my own personal life and my um, my professional life, mashallah. And we're so privileged to have them with us this evening, uh, engaging in a topic around lockdown and relationships and how we can build better relationships and how we can avoid some of the conflicts that's happening at home and some of the the unfortunate situations that's going on at, at home. So without further ado, I will introduce them. Uh, welcome, Sister Abida. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. And, and welcome, Brother Saeed. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Kathleen, Sister Abida, and all the listeners. Wa alaikum salam. It's wonderful having you on air, and I'm sure our listeners will uh, remember you as both of you have come on previously, mashallah, and have helped a lot uh, with a lot of people over the years, mashallah. Both of you are counsellors, very experienced, mashallah. Um, Sister Abida is a relationship counsellor, which relate as well as um, or general counselling. And Brother Saeed, mashallah, also works in relationships and is uh, an imam as well, mashallah. And both are our, one of our trainers. They're both trained up to deliver our program. So we are very privileged and uh, excited to have you here this evening. And Jazakallah Karen for giving up your time and being with us, talking about this very sensitive topic that actually Muslims don't really talk about or don't really disclose looking for help until it's too late. I'm just wondering, is that your experience when we're talking about relationships and family relationships in general in the Muslim community in general and, and also now under lockdown? You want to start, Sister Abida, inshallah? Um, if, if you say it so. Um, yes, I, th- I think uh, Kathleen... Um, Generally, I think as a as a community, although Alhamdulillah, there's a shift that people uh, in the last five to ten years, there is a gradual shift that people want to talk about things. But generally, there's still a huge stigma around talking about our personal issues. So we still are of the mindset that whatever happens in the four walls of our homes should stay there. So we don't want to dishonor our um, uh, our reputation by taking our issues out to a third party. So it, that is still unfortunately a problem um, in my experience. Mm. Although, like I said, mm. there's a, there is a gradual shift. What do you think, Brother Said? Yes, I, I agree. I think there's, you know, people are becoming a bit more aware, but there's still that kind of stigma around, you know, it's almost like seen as we're not loyal if we talk about our issues or, uh, is not right, and sometimes even people have the kind of misinformation that this might be backbiting, you know, which is subhanAllah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to talk about our issues in a safe environment to the people who are there to help us um, and, and gave us that ability to fix things before we go, they go wrong. Because if you think about relationships, and often we, 
you know, when people come to counseling and they come to imams, they're already at a breaking point. And often, you know, the, the, the issues are very insidious and they have gone for a long time. And, and often if they were to come before, then the resolution and the solution might be a lot easier before the things. It's like anything. If you have, a, mm. you know, if you got something wrong with your body and you allow it to become chronic illness, it's difficult to treat. But if you take the prevention and deal with it at an early stage, you're more likely to be cured because then the doctors or the professionals still have time to get it right. Similarly with therapy and with seeking help. And we'll talk how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to seek prevention before we get to that crisis point. But also when we get to the crisis point, how we deal with these issues. Wonderful. And, and it's so true that um, that people, you know, need to come for help and need to seek help. And it's nothing wrong with, with seeking help. I was delighted to hear, Sister Abida, that things are changing in the last few years and people are more open to looking for help. But I suppose there's a lot that still don't look for help or look for it too late. So do you think in, in lockdown, or both of you actually, when you, we're talking about lockdown now and being at home and this is our fourth month and although we're starting to open up a bit and, and there's still a lot of families that are quite nervous of connecting and going out, do you think that this period has been a difficult time for our community and our families and our couples in particular? Oh, definitely. I, um, in my personal experience, and I, and I think Brother Said might agree with me that um, in in our caseload, we've seen um, I would say about twenty percent increase in uh, domestic violence, for instance, and more kind of ge- a general feeling of discord, uh, discord and disharmony. Um, purely because obviously things around us changed so drastically and un- unexpectedly whether that was financial difficulties or to, or uh, everybody from the household kind of staying indoors. Uh, initially, obviously, that was a big thing. And people were, whether they were working from home or whether they were furloughed, the whole, whole home d- uh, dynamic suddenly overnight changed for people. And I think that that, that transition was is quite difficult and it's affected um, not just couples, I think the whole family, children, teenagers, and it's been quite intense and like you said, although things have changed, but a lot of people are still, for instance, um, some of some people have unfortunately been made redundant. Some still are furloughed or some are um, still working from home because uh, they're not uh, ready to go back to their uh, office environments or workplaces yet. So things are pr- pr- still pretty difficult, although people have adjusted. But I think there, there are still issues that people are experiencing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think those kind of issues are brought more to the surface, you know, with, with the lockdown. So previously people might have issues or they experience difficulties in their relationship, but then the husband or the wife goes to work and then they might come back with a different outlook, different perspective. However, when they are stuck at home, kind of the things, the small things seem to fester and kind of magnified. And often people have these kind of the worries and they're kind of using each other to almost, you know, to kind of use as tools for their frustrations, for their worries, for their anxiety. You know, people kind of might be worrying about their job security, as Sister said, you know, maybe also the children are at home. So homeschooling is another kind of challenge that most parents are not really kind of finding difficult to adapt to because they're not, you know, trained as teachers and obviously having to supervise the children more than they used to because obviously with the schools being closed. So 
all these issues kind of brought all these kind of feelings and 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 and, and difficulties into the surface and, and i think we see more and more people trying to seek help and and, and relationship counseling for example and often we find out that the issues are quite deep and 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 quite difficult because they have been festering for a very long time and the wounds are very sometimes difficult to heal and difficult to but inshallah you know with, with seeking help and getting you know we have to kind of before we kind of fix what is broken we have to identify what is broken first and sometimes mm. it's that acknowledgement of, of what is broken before we can fix it exactly actually i was just thinking that as you were speaking there was there early warning signs and what are they that we can actually pick up on and um how far kind of back with these early warning signs should we, we be looking at uh bef before we go into the repair bit but you know look, looking back at the prevention so what should we be doing um in the prevention part of the prevention I think, I mean, but Allah SWT says in, in Surah, in chapter 66, verse 6, He says, All you who believe, protect yourselves and your families from the hellfire that is fueled by human beings and stones. And subhanAllah, if we think about that kind of scary proposition, Allah related to, you know, protect yourselves from, from, from the hellfire. But how we do the prevention before we get to that stage is done in this life, meaning that we you know, support one another, we're kind to another. But what we see often, a lot of the things that cause, you know, the, the, the disharmony and the disfragmentation of the marriage and the relationships, you know, we see often, you know, injustice being committed in the families, you know, or in families or against one another, you know, between husband and wife. And often we think about injustice, you know, we think about people who, you know, miscarriages of injustice, we think about on a greater scale. But often if you think about, the biggest miscarriages of injustice is done in the family between people who are not treating each other with kindness, with respect, with love and with affection. And often they don't save their best for their family. So often it's that kind of niggly feelings, you know, use of wrong, the wrong words, shouting at each other, uh, not giving each other time, not appreciating one another, taking each other for granted. All these things, miscommunication, lack of trust, lack of transparency, um, lack of sometimes even intimacy between husband and wife, you know, all these things cause friction, you know, or different roles, you know, finances, children. And I'm sure Sister Avida has got another list to add to this because there's so many things that cause kind of, you know, that disharmony in the relationship. Um, absolutely, and I, I and I support. Re realistically speaking, no relationship can ever be optimum and perfect. So uh, the, the things that Brother Sayed mentioned, a lot of these obviously are part of parcel of everyday life. But I suppose mm -hmm. it becomes problematic when people don't have the right tools, or mm -hmm. they don't have the right attitude, or their issues in their behavior, as in so that they're not really dealing with these issues. Uh, that becomes really problematic where. Either one person is very anxious, the other person is very avoidant, or, or their expectations are, pro are are not right, or they're not both equally working with the same goals, mm. and then it be, it becomes really problematic. So as as brother said, it's um it can become quite chronic, and sometimes when people come into relationships, they come with a lot of emotional mm. baggage from their childhood or their traumas from their childhood, or um, you know mm. stuff stuff that they have never really looked at, and that 
emotional baggage means that they start off with uh, really a lot of a lot of um, um, kind of tiring emotions, and they're not really their their best. So, in terms of their ability to give, let's say, give kindness or um, gener- being generous, generous or giving physical affection or tenderness or being like a good listener, all those things that we want ideally from a relationship. But if people don't have the ability because they already are carrying a lot of emotional baggage or there are issues in terms of um, uh, the parenting that they received themselves or what they saw between their parents as modeling husband and wife relationship, then obviously that becomes quite problematic. Mm. And I think it's really important to kind of think about these things that we're not saying that everything should be ideal and people don't have problems. As Sister Abida said, you know, absolutely. Life is about challenge. Life is about how we cope with the test. So sometimes your husband or your wife might be a test for you. And mm. it's up to you how you deal with that test. Is You know, do you upskill ob- yourself so you are capable to deal with the challenge and you're capable to deal with the test in a way that is going to be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you imagine even the Prophet sallam, he experienced difficulties in his marriage marriages and he had, you know, issues with, with, with some of his wives and he resolved them and he dealt with them in a way that was healthy way that was kind, the way that contained, you know, uh, maintained mercy, compassion, uh, and, and, and respect for one another. So it doesn't mean that people, you know, the best of people have difficulties. As Sister Abida said, it's just the test for all of us is how we deal with our issues. It is a big test indeed, you know, we, we're all going through that test and we're all growing actually, you know, we none of us have a magic wand and able mm. to come into a marriage and think that that's it and I don't need to do anything um, we don't know what we're going to be tested with and how we are going to respond and and sometimes it may be an ill child or um, uh, unemployment or something that might actually affect us and, and put us in, in a difficult situation and we've never experienced that before uh, but it is understanding the importance of responding and I know you, you mentioned this here in a few things uh, in the issues, you know, the different roles and the trust and the injustices. How can we prepare people, I suppose, for for these situations? Because in, in lockdown, none of us were prepared for it. And we kind of, nobody knows how they respond in a situation like this until we're actually into it. And where for some of us, it may be, have been harder for than others. I, re, I remember some um, in the first few weeks, some messages going around, look after the extroverted person uh, because mm. they're the ones that are suffering now. They're locked down at home. So your introverted person, go look after your extroverted person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these were, were tips going around. Is, is there tips like this or is there preparation like this in any way that we can prepare better uh, to be to understand worries and issues and marriage in general? I think the most important thing, I think sometimes is we under, if we understand ourselves first, then we're more likely to understand others. And I think sometimes, as Sister Abida said, you know, sometimes people come to marriage and they already have issues. So and if they don't understand their own issues and if they're not able to cope with their own stuff, they're more unlikely to cope with other people's stuff. So it's about kind of taking responsibility the first thing for our own feelings, for our own behavior, you know, being self, being accountable. So when we do something, you know, when we react to a situation or trigger, we re- react in a way that we want to react. We, we make a decision, we make a choice. 
we don't just react and then blame the other person for triggering us. Because at the end of the day, we are all accountable for our actions, for our behavior, and how we respond to challenges and situations. So I think that's the first thing, is taking personal responsibility for ourselves and how we behave toward others. And if you think in a marriage, you know, the Prophet said, the best of you are the best for their family, and I am the best for my family. So the first thing that any of us should ask ourselves the question, do my family see the best of me? Mm-hmm. In everything, do they see the best of me in the way I smile, in the way I talk to them, in the way I show affection and love, in the way I spend time with them, in the way I think about them and, and think about their needs, in the way I um, allocate you know, the right resources and spend on them. And sometimes when we think about ourselves, you know, is how we demonstrate that in-house first. Because often people spend a huge amount of time and effort demonstrating their good character and good, the, the good side of their character outside the house. But often they neglect that side of their character when they go inside the house. And this is the, the most important is to demonstrate our best for our family first before we can show it to others. Wow, that's a lot for people to take on board. And I want to invite people to join us in the conversation this evening. We are live listeners. We are here waiting to take on your questions. Take it on if you anything you want to ask our guests here. They are here in the studio. 0121-772-8892 is the number. I know you know it. Uh, please do ring in. We felt it's really important to put this session on for you this evening because of issues happening and we want to try and help people and give them the right advice and support. So um, thank you for that, Brother Said. That was really good looking at responsibility and you actually got me thinking there, you know, about dividing my time and my responsibility and you saying looking after your family and and giving them time and uh, buying things for them and playing with them and interacting with them. And I'm starting to think, you know, gosh, how do... Do we do that enough? Do we actually divide our time enough, especially um, uh, people that are maybe uh, doing different jobs and trying mm-hmm. to divide their time up like yourself as well, like both of you, mm-hmm. you're very, very busy people. And, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we reflect back on this, how can we divide that up? What what kind of parameters? It was lovely given the example of the Prophet Islam. What other parameters? How can people know what they're doing and, and being able to divide mm-hmm. up their time and take the, on that responsibility? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go first, inshallah? Uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking in terms of when we when we come into the relationship, obviously we kind of, the first thing is that we, we kind of, the, the whole thing about coming together, the commitment, obviously we start with that. Uh, but the nature of how life is, like you said, with 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 how busy we are and all that. I think what that means is that we we forget that we have to pour in a little bit uh, in different places, like you were saying, dividing our time into that. So if we look at relationships, especially between um, and husband and wife, I suppose the important thing is that the way we we normally kind of look at this in 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 therapy is we say that apart from commitment that we, we have to look at the emotional connection uh, which which is so many things the emotional kind of thing about making sure that we are uh, making sure that the other person feels supported like brother said said about smiling and kind of being generous and showing kindness and empathy and tenderness and um 
fi finding ways to connect, whether that's making sure that you take time off, maybe, uh, I don't know, in the evening, making a ritual that you have at least tea, a cup of tea with your spouse or making sure that no, no matter how busy you are, you have at least breakfast together, something that you touch base with each other which is about mm. your emotional connection where you're talking about, you know, a little bit family issues or, you know, that person was saying that to me or had a phone call from your sister or your mother or this or that, something some, so that you, you're, you're imparting new information on a daily basis mm. Mm. and you're also giving each other bouts of uh, appreciation as well. Um, and that also allows you to talk about little complaints or if there are recommendations that you want the other person to do more of this or less of that or whatever. And that that mm -hmm. connection also uh, allows you to talk about your wishes and your hopes and your dreams because mm -hmm. you're touching mm -hmm. or connecting with a person. And that is about developing your emotional intimacy. And obviously, if emotionally you're in, uh, intimate, then the, the that would generate physical passion as well. And oftentimes when when we, people come to us and they have issues in their bedroom, we, we kind of look behind that and we feel that they're, they're having issues emotionally. They're not connecting emotionally. So mm. I, I suppose it's it's important to do little things like the Prophet ﷺ said, good, good, good deeds are those which are small but persistent. And the same principle we apply to relationships that we, we, we it's not about grand gestures that you three, two times a year, you go on a holiday and you spend a lot. It's about doing little, but uh, everyday kind of a thing. And I, and I mm. think those things are achievable. They're not uh, too difficult in my experience. Absolutely. And I think, I think we, what we're saying is not, you know, as, as David said, it's about maintenance. It's about it's availability. Not, so it's yeah. not, you know, sometimes, you know, if, if your spouse, your husband, your wife knows that you are available to them, they can call on you, they can rely on you, they can come and confide in you, they can be free to talk about their emotional, their pain, their suffering, and you're there for them when you when they need you. I think that's really important. And as Sister Abida said, it's about having some time. You know, all of us are busy. We spend a lot of time doing what we do. But I think is when we have time with our family, we make it count. And we also give our family the feeling that we are available for them. And we, at any time, we can make time for them. And, and especially, you know, between husband and wife, between the children, you know, can be available to the children. So those are kind of, that's how the Prophet ﷺ, if you imagine the Prophet ﷺ, how busy he was. He was the leader of the Muslims. He was doing da'wah. He was teacher. He was the role model, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was the okay. one who, you know, uh, resolved disputes. He was, you know, go to people to visit people. He was, he was everything at that time. But he still will make time for his family. And he will go and he will, you know, do things at home, you know, even help out. You know, he will milk the goat. He will mend his own sandals, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He would sweep his own house and clean, you know, and help. Out. So, you know, these are the kind of small things وسلم, that he did as an example for us that it doesn't matter how busy you are, we still can make time even, you know, a few minutes, as Sister Abida said, you know, that quality minutes, you know, 10, 15 minutes can be more, you know, effective than when we spend a day with each other, when we argue and, and falling out. Mm. It's so, it's so important, isn't it, to, to actually spend that little time. So it's the little bit that's regular rather what our islam tells us rather than doing something once and mm. big and don't repeat it again so it's it's coming back actually to our islamic values and what islam telling us about this that i'm hearing from both of you subhanallah so much in in this and the respect and responsibility 
that, that we must have for each other. Um, you mentioned there about triggers, and uh, we have a, about uh, two minutes or so before we go to break. I'm just wondering, um, is there triggers that you have come across in your experiences over the years that have kind of shone out uh, for you that that everybody mm. should know kind of these triggers, you know, that the, that they should be part of the, uh, the before you get your marriage license, he, license here. These are the triggers. Watch out for. Or are they something that are individual to, to each couple? Mm. I know we haven't got that before the break, so I'll give three, and I'm sure Sisavida has got her own list as well because I think in, in relationship we we see these all the time. So I guess very quickly, what what I see in, with couples often is you know, unjustifiable criticism. So they're criticizing each other or one another and, and is constant and is the drip drip. So, you know, the other person feels under constant scrutiny and mm. they can't do anything with any comfort because they, they can't even try things because they're worried about being criticized. So that's the first thing. Second thing that a lot of people do, which is really detrimental to relationships, is blame. And, and blame, you know, for, for all sorts of things. And, and it's almost like judgment and blame. And that's also very detrimental. And then the last thing quickly before the break is, is, is when people stonewall one another. So they don't talk, you know, and or someone feels upset and they just give the other person the cold shoulder and they don't speak to them for days and days. And then that kind of allows things to fest and, you know, for negative feelings even to come even more to the surface because then, it causes frustration, it causes anger, it causes resentment, it causes all sorts of issues that are very toxic in the relationship. Mm. Oh, so we're in the last uh, few seconds now before we go into the commercial break and we do want to revisit actually all of those individually again when we come back from commercial break. So listeners, do tune in to us after this commercial break, inshallah, and phone in 0121 772 8892 